Welcome to another episode of. I just sounds so corny when I say that, um, but of course we're gonna keep that just in. Say, just say good afternoon. Good good afternoon. Uh, welcome to experiencing the truth. <laughs> And I cut to the cut there. Do you want me to do it? I just I like it. I like it so unrehearsed, like uh, the raw. But it's so hard to be like. All you got to do. This is all you do. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Experiencing the Truth. So, Alex. Uh, okay. I know, but I don't like that. It just you feels don't like so that. like it. Just it's so like boring. I just, I'm thinking about it too much. I'm just comparing, I, I comparing think you're, myself too much. I think, to quite Paul. frankly, you're you're overthinking it, Alex. Oh, <laughs> Preach to me, Pastor. <laughs> here, here you go. <laughs> We're gonna keep uh, all of that right there. Okay. That's a, that's the type of stuff. I think I, I I just like to evoke responses. So yeah, we're talking about uh, comparison today, um, because no one struggles with that. Yeah, nobody at all struggles with comparison. We're a society of total security, secure in ourselves. Yeah. We're just growing at the pace God wants us to grow. It's not yeah. an issue at all. We also have a lot of self-awareness. Yes, yeah. so much self-awareness. And people don't fight or argue or get into any of that at all. Mm -mm. You know, it what's funny is is of course if you haven't if you haven't figured this out, we're just being facetious right now. Yeah. You know, comparison is probably the number one uh, uh, epidemic in our world. Uh, yeah. If you think of the number of people uh, that struggle just in committing suicide and getting into depression, I think a lot of it you would find and discover would have roots in comparing yourselves. Hmm. And this isn't just something that's happened today with social media. I mean, social media has perpetuated it at an alarming rate. But, uh, I mean, the Bible talks about it. This was something that happened thousands of years ago. This has been a human race problem, and uh, you know, I was reading in I was reading Second Corinthians uh, chapter ten, verse twelve. It says, and I'm going to read this in the messages. We're not we're not understand putting ourselves in a league with those who boast that they are our superiors. We wouldn't dare do that. But in all this comparing and grading and competing, they quite miss the point. And I think. That's exactly what happens. Like, uh, even as believers, we miss the point and we get caught up in comparing ourselves to everyone around us yeah. and everything we do, mm -hmm. whether it's playing basketball and, cam and comparing how, how good am I compared to that person, <clears throat> or if it's in the church, how am I behaving compared to that person, or raising kids. Are my kids as good as their kids? Are my kids going to be uh, as successful as their kids? Or your marriage? My marriage is better than than everyone. In fact, I was in a marriage counseling session, and and um, and their marriage was in terrible shape. Uh, it was in terrible. They were doing. They were breaking all the rules in marriage. And I asked them. I said, "Well, how do you think you're doing?" And the husband says, "I think we're doing pretty good." <laughs> I'm like, "How can you say that?" And he says. Well, if you knew all the marriages in my family, we're doing a lot better than them. Hmm. They all ended up in divorce. Wow. <laughs> well, we're all you can find people to compare yourself against that are doing worse than you, and you can find people to compare yourself that are doing better than you. Mm -hmm. You know, and they're gonna it's gonna evoke a different response. Yeah, there's when we would it's there's like a uh, a meme and for most people I mean, I don't know how many people would actually understand this, but 
Uh, if you're a basketball player, it's it's always like the the joke. If you're if you're showing up to a new spot like where there's there's different hoopers uh, that are there, it's there's like this meme of this kid. He's tying up his shoes and he's he's got his head up and he's looking at the the competition. And you're you're when you go to a new spot and you're looking and there's new people that are in there, you're kind of measuring yeah. yourself up to yeah. each person to see like okay, this is how they play. Anybody he's weak there like. Yeah. And I remember in basketball, that's what I would do, like, because I had a starting spot in college, and I knew, like, my spot could be taken, and it was taken when I got injured, Uh, and so I'm comparing myself in every game, I'm like, I'm better than him, I'm like, man, like, I'm like, I wouldn't miss that shot, I'm not doing this, and it was so competitive, and there was a huge, like, I, I had to compare myself, because where do I need to get strong at, I need to beat him out of my position and take my position back. And then that unhealthily translated to ministry my first year out. Like it was hard to flip off that switch. And I found myself comparing myself to people in this unhealthy competitive edge. Now in ministry, it's like, how do you, how do you turn that off? And, and there's a point where that becomes unhealthy. It's no longer like, you know, it, it's good to have friends that challenge you forward. It's bad when you're looking at what God's doing in their life. And asking guy, why, God, why wouldn't you do that in my life? There's like this competitive, like I want to be there. That's that should be mine, just like the basketball, like idea. And I think that's what is robbing a lot of Christians out of joy right now, is because they they take this unhealthy logic, um, and they never they never are able to enjoy and see the blessing that God's put right in their lap because they're looking at someone else's. Yeah, there's no win in comparison. Uh, no. I think people would say, well, there's a good comparison and then there's a bad. No, there is no win in comparison. I, you know, the Bible's pretty clear on that mm-hmm. and, it, and it talks about that. But it, when you compare yourself to other people, it puts you in one of two positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I would call it the errs. You're great err, you're good looking err, yeah. you're smart err, or you're fatter, uglier loser you know, it, one of those errs, depending on the errs that we compare ourselves with, if, if we think they're greater, smarter, cuter, thinner, uh, stronger, then we look at it and it's like we see them almost demonstrating superiority. Like if, if I'm stronger than you or if I'm smarter than you, I, I get this sense when I compare the attitude of comparison says I'm superior to you. Mm-hmm. It it takes it's it's like um, that that then I'm going to look at you as someone who I kind of dominate. I'm I'm up here. Mm-hmm. But if I see you as being stronger, cuter, <clears throat> uh, uh, smarter, all of those things, and don't get too comfortable with that. Um, <laughs> if if that were the case, then I see myself. In, in a sense where I'm lesser or I'm inferior. Yep. So either I'm going to see myself as being <clears throat> superior or inferior. And in both of those places, the errs have put me in a non-godly and unbiblical place. And this is important um, to, to remember because repentance does not mean I'm sorry. And, and I think so many people, that they have been so programmed to think that repentance is feeling bad about what we do Mm -hmm. repentance is if that's what you think it is that that you sinned or if you did something if you think repentance is feeling bad about something you completely miss 
what Jesus was saying when he says, repent for the kingdom of God is near. What he was saying is change the way you think, change the direction you go, because I'm going to release to you the kingdom of God, which is going to change all of that. You no longer need to compare yourself. It's a different way of thinking. I'm a son and you're a son. Mm-hmm. And and I think in Galatians, it, it says it great in the message, says make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. But why? Because they don't do your work. They haven't been yeah. given your work. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own. Be very sure now, you who have been trained to be self-sufficient maturity, that you enter into a generous common life with those who have trained you, sharing all the good things that you have experienced. You know, the, the Bible is very clear that we are not being judged on what will be judged on what we do, but not in comparison to everyone else. Yeah. We will be judged on what we did mm-hmm. for our own lives, and it won't matter what they did. Because that's the whole thing with when people say um, that's the whole moral relativism in, in the terms of we're talking about comparison. But if you take that logic and, uh, oh, I'm better than someone else. The reason why, and people say, well, that's unfair of God. God was never looking at other people. He's looking at you and what you were accountable for. Like just because you, um, let's say you committed theft and you go in front of the judge and say, well, well, he, he, uh, he murdered someone. Uh, and he didn't get it like, wait, like, well, no, you got caught and you committed theft. You have to, you have to pay your dues. Mm-hmm. You have to serve the punishment. People like associate, they measure themselves up with people. And so since they are quote unquote better, there's an apathy that develops where it's like, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm well off. I'm going to get to the end of my life. I, I did this, this, and this, but if you understand when what God says that righteousness, your righteousness are filthy rags because you're no longer comparing it to you or, or someone. Or if I were to compare myself to you, I'm not doing that. I am in comparison to a holy and perfect God, and that is what you'll be judged by. But luckily, Jesus comes in in, in between that, and and when God looks at us, he sees Jesus and compares what Jesus did on the cross. That's the weird thinking that we have. Oh, because they're, you know, right. they're worse. I'm God's going to be like, oh, bro, there's a lot of people that were worse than you. You'll be this this rank in heaven on max prep sports. Like, that's not how it, that's not how right. it works. Well, and, and it, the, the reason we do that is because human nature, we've, that's just human nature. It's the economy of the world. It's the thinking of the yeah. world, which is why Jesus said, repent. Yeah. If you're going to walk in the kingdom of God, it's a different way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And pe- believers in Christ, when Christ died on the cross, he took on himself the thinking of this world. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to give you the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. We possess the mind of Christ. Well, what is the mind of Christ? The mind of Christ sees the world and sees people differently. When you live in the world and I look at you 
um, in many ways, I'm looking at you and I'm saying, how do I compare in him? Am I better than him? Am I superior to him? Do I dominate? There's this human nature in us that wants to be almost worshipped by you. That's mm-hmm. why 47% of teenagers today want to be celebrities. They want to be worshipped. They want to be seen. It's why in social media, you never get the truth. It's like we're comparing ourselves to people who are putting out there a fake life. Like we legitimately think the life they're putting on social media is the real deal. And it's really just the image that they're creating in the facade. And so you're, you're trying to compare to that, trying to get to that point, And you're trying to hit a moving target. Why do we do that? Why do we put up a moving target? Why do we put up fake fake news about who we are, what's going on. We do that because I want you to see me mm-hmm. differently because, because something ha- because of sin and brokenness, there's something in me that doesn't believe I'm worthy of you to think I'm, I'm great at just who I am, that just who I am is okay. So I don't want to, I, w- I don't want to present who I am to you as I am. I want to present to you me as I think you want me to be. Even uh, I was doing a, a Devo with uh, our media team and, and we were talking, because I know this is a, something that when you're in social media, you got to be careful about. And when you're in ministry, you got to be careful about, because you look at the Pharisees, uh, people give them a bad rap, but they were zealous for the things of God, like memorization of scripture, like service uh, in the temple, like they were living that life. And and Jesus confronts them and is harsh with them uh, because he said, he, he told them, he said, you look to the scriptures thinking they'll bring you life when you could turn to me instead of turning to me and finding it. And I think uh, with that, we look at, we can be so consumed uh, with other people and, and they became uh, consumed with the, the work of ministry. I'm just comparing it now uh, to what we do and we, we forget like what it's all about. And yeah. we, so it becomes so consumed with the method and the systems that we miss Jesus. And he's like, you say you know God and you say that he's your father, but that's not true because if you were, you would see me as your brother and you would love me and accept me. And I think a lot of times we totally forget uh, what it's about, and we're, we're we're so focused on all these like unimportant things and these comparison games, and, and so we're looking for other things to bring us life instead of turning to the life. Yeah, I mean, we believe that that person, especially in social media, when you see them having fun or we see them, we think, oh, they're that's how you're happy, that's how yeah. you're joy, that's how you're gonna feel mm-hmm. life, and and then you want it. I I remember um um uh, uh not Drew Carey but uh, Jim Carey. Yeah. said, you know, everybody should be a celebrity for for a short period of time to realize that it's not what it was cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. Like he dreaded the whole celebrity thing because of it 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 appeared it presents this image of something that it is not. No. And and I think one of the questions you really got to ask yourself, who or what am I going to use as my res- uh, reference point to say I'm okay? Mm-hmm. What are we looking at in our life as a reference point to say, I'm going to compare myself to that because I know that's stable and secure yeah. and yeah. that isn't going to move. That's not going to change. That's truth. Yeah. And, and because everything else, quite frankly, most of it is a lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like even in marriage, I, I've seen couples, great marriage, 
they get on social media, um, they start watching it, it creates unrealistic expectations that they start imposing on their relationship. Yeah. And what was great isn't even real. No. They, they, what they saw wasn't even real. They had a great relationship, and because their expectations were distorted by this fake uh, image of what this couple was doing, oh, ours is bad because we had a fight once a month, or or we don't go and travel as much as they do, or we, we don't, t like when we go on dates, we don't take pictures of our food and talk about how, and, and it creates this this like this expectation in a marriage if it's going to be great it's got to look like that and when no one's marriage looks like that and then it creates the tension and, they, and then they end up coming and talking to me and we have to br bring it back to what is truth and what is stable and so the question i'd have for anybody who's watching this if you want mental health issues if you want to find yourself in them but just start comparing yourself uh things can be going great and then someone comes along and says i did it better than you <laughs> and as soon as you saw that they did it better than you or they had maybe more success or made more money or had more friends or got more likes all of a sudden it's like what was great and wonderful is yesterday's news and it does nothing for me and 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 it's an it's a drug and this is yeah. the problem it's a drug we love to feel superior mm -hmm. over other people mm -hmm. but we mentally collapse when we feel inferior yeah so we strive to feel superior mm -hmm. even if we got to lie and make it up mhm mm and if you're running that that rat trap and you're just running that wheel right now and and just running trying to convince people you're great and what you you need to stop because the kingdom of God is near and and in the kingdom of God it's a different way of thinking like we 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 are sons of God just what we read in Galatians uh, he has made us sons. And you got to ask yourself, what is the mirror? What is the reflection that you're kind of comparing yourself to? What is it that, that you're, that you're uh, you know, you're striving for? There's a, we, I took a class when I was like in elementary school. And when you're a kid, you look at all those toy commercials. And when you actually get the toy, the commercials are amazing. There's like action going on there's water there's like all these background green screen type stuff to mm -hmm. make playing with this toy look amazing uh and you get the toy and it's like oh where's all the other stuff i want that other stuff that was in it and it was like only like that guy speaking at the end separately included not really <laughs> and uh, it's like actually nothing that you just watch is actually real it's all just fake and we just want you to buy our stuff yeah. uh, basically what he could have said and we were taking a class like on this i don't i don't really know what it was for uh, and then they, they go through uh, how commercials also sell uh, like burgers and, and at McDonald's and it looks amazing. And then you get it, you open the package and it's like, and oh, that's not at all. <laughs> but they do. There's literally makeup artists for burgers and food and like it's all like fake. And if you were to eat that, it would be terrible. It yeah. looks really good. But if you were to taste that, like all the chemicals and stuff, that it's not even like food. It's just yeah. all fake. Well, arguably nothing at McDonald's yeah, well, is yeah, food. That's it's true. It's probably low-key dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, we we look, but the commercials they're meant to almost be deceptive, so it puts a good front for you to buy their product and to make it look savory right. or enticing. And yeah, that reminds me of a a guy. He was at a museum, 
and mm-hmm. he was looking into this this picture and with the frame and he he's looking at it and he's staring and eventually he he was there for a while and eventually a guy came up to him and said uh sir can i help you and he says well i'm just analyzing there's paintings that i i see like i don't like how the hair is on the painting and and the, there's something wrong with the eyes that doesn't look right, and the nose isn't uh, is awkward looking, and there's a weird look in the like in the mouth and the wrinkle. It just really, uh, you know, I'm just wondering why this painting is in the picture. And the guy looks at him, and goes, "Sir, that's a mirror." Oh, yeah. I I think for a lot of people, we fail to see the blessing and the beauty of who we are. And when you fail to see the beauty of who you are, it's easy to let other people um, impose values on us or impose uh, what they think is good and bad about us. And I think a lot of it comes back to this. Uh, when you don't know the artist, hmm. and if you're watching this or listening to this and you're saying, well, how do I get out of this? First, you got to know who the artist is. You have to recognize the fact that God created you just the way you are. And this is the part people have a hard time with because we've been told for years, you need to get rid of your weaknesses. It's going to be shocking when you hear this only to find out that God actually created you with weaknesses on purpose. God does not want you to get rid of your weaknesses. In fact, the Bible says it's in your weaknesses. He's strong. If you're trying to get rid of your weaknesses, you're fighting against God. God wants to work in your weaknesses and he wants you to shine his strengths. Or he wants you to work in your strengths and let him shine in your weaknesses. And, and, and I think when you compare yourself to other people, all you see, what, you, what you're saying is you're insulting the creator of you. Mm-hmm. And, and when you feel superior over other people because you compared yourself to people who aren't as great or good looking or whatever it is, you're, you're essentially saying, I'm... The, the the like I'm better than God. The same artist created them that created you. Yeah. That created the people that you think are better than you. And that's why Jesus said it's a different way of thinking. Mm-hmm. We have to see each other as God's artistry. Mm-hmm. Not better, not worse, just his son and sons and daughters. And it's a when you see people differently you'll be able to respond to them differently. I've heard it said like, um, you know, I can have a preference of facial hair. I can have a preference of a haircut. But ultimately, if my my girlfriend doesn't like it, I don't really care because it's like, well, right. I'm not trying to please anybody else. And I don't really, like I'm not doing it for myself. And it's like, oh, if you don't like it, I'm not, you know, this is how I like it. If she If she were to like something, like, of course I'd want to do that because I'm trying, like, to to uh, uh, gain your affection. Like, I don't I don't care about what Joe Schmo at Target, the cashier, thinks about my, like, oh, right. you have a nice hair. It just doesn't hold as much weight because where my heart is with her. And I think, like, when we are comparing to other people and yeah. what Jesus also revealed to the Pharisees in John 5, uh, he goes, you honor each other. But you don't honor God. You don't. You're not focused on pleasing God, uh, and I think that's the issue that we look to other people to get affirmation because our heart is for people and wanting to know what they think 
instead of with God and wanting to know what he thinks. Because if that were the case, and we were so focused on pleasing God, all that would deteriorate. Like when we're so, and obviously it's, you know, it's human nature to compare. But when we're brought back constantly, like God, like, like David, search my heart like anything that offends you. And if we're brought back to that, I think it would definitely dictate well, how we live. Well, that would bring up this question. Have you ever secretly celebrated someone else's failures? Oh, yeah. You know, where, where you see them as being like, like they're, they're the superior. Mm -hmm. You look at them and every time you look at them, you feel less than, you feel insecure. Mm -hmm. and, and then when you hear, you hear something happen or you get a call from them, they said, oh, yeah, that's a bad thing. And in, out of your mouth, you're saying, Oh, I feel terrible, but deep down secretly you're thinking, yes, mm -hmm. you know, that happens. You know, I think sometimes when we do compare ourselves, we know it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Like deep down, you know that's wrong. Yeah. And yet you can't keep yourself from feeling that way. It's, it's, we're, we're just searching and it comes back to this search to want to, I, I want you to, to validate me. Mm-hmm. I want you to I want you to validate my identity mm -hmm. rather than allow God to be the validation of my identity. Mm -hmm. I, I isn't yeah. it and it, and we know it's the enemy. Oh yeah. Cuz he's trying to destroy our mental health. He's yeah. trying to destroy because if we don't see who we are, if we don't believe who we already are, the creation and wonderment of God, the glory of God we don't see that it's Satan diminishing who we are every time we compare ourselves to other people and we feel insecure and yeah. inferior to that Satan succeeds yeah you know always looking at someone whether it's in basketball mm -hmm. whether it's in marriage whether it's in your workplace or how much money you have or whether you got a nicer car or you dress better or you look more beautiful and you see, you know, whatever, whatever that is, it's, it's constantly, the enemy's constantly bombarding us with, with trying to get our vision to view people in a certain way. And the thing is too, like, I'm like, I'm only 23, but like God's really shown me things where the things that I, I used to want really bad. It's like, why did I elevate? Like, you know, with the whole comparison thing, you mm -hmm. look at, um, so Everything has a trade-off. There's always a trade-off, always a sacrifice, just like more money, more problems, right? People think, oh, I get more money, I get freedom. Right. You get more money, there's a lot more responsibilities that you have in, in keeping that. And there's a lot of fear attached to that because it's, I have all this money. It's hard to go back to square one again uh, if you were to lose it. And so it's on maintaining that stat, like that, uh, that that level and that like you know that work that produces those finances and that money um or you see like you know the people that have won like the lottery they're super depressed because now it's like well i can just have anything and so there's there's literally like relief groups for that people who've won the lottery there is people that want to be leaders but they don't know that the the trade-off uh, of the constant uh casting vision uh, pouring into people, being the one that's got to fall on the sword for their, like the calls that they make. There's a pressure, like heavy as the crown, but people don't see that. They want the authority, but they don't want the work. That's the, all the get rich quick schemes. The, hey, if you work 10 hours, you can make this amount. It sounds good, but we don't want the work that goes with it. We look at uh, things that we think we want, but we don't understand the trade-off. And so we get to the next thing that we prayed for and we don't like it. 
because it's, it's like what I was doing before. Or we get to the, you know, this is another thing that we prayed for and we don't like it because with everything, you know, there's a blessing and there's, you know, there's inconvenience that's with anything that you have. And it's learning to be like, understand like, wow, like I'm just grateful for the season I'm in right now. Cause I know like in a couple years that might change. What if like, you know, right now I'm, I'm enjoying a time where I don't have the responsibility of like taking care of a wife, taking care of kids. Now later, it's not that I don't want that later. That would be amazing. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to take that for season for what it is. Yeah. But there's a trade off. Well, and, and I think that's really our thinking is in life. Success is determined by what I've accomplished. What yeah. do I have? Um, what, how many roads have I walked? Exactly. And, and I think it, as a, as a person, as, as an individual, we have to come to the point of just recognizing the simple truth that I'm the son of God, mm-hmm. that I'm a son of God. Mm-hmm. I am a daughter of God. And that's enough. Exactly. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. That I don't, I, that the perspective has to change that God views us and we're accepted by God. How many people in the world, uh, much less in the church, I mean, in the world, but much more in the church. I mean, uh, how many people do not feel like if they stood before their creator today, they would add up? Hmm. I think the prevailing, uh, you know, even in the world, if they were to stand before the creator, I think they would feel like, wow, I, I don't. And, and, and in the church, they would not feel that they add up. Now, they gave their life to Christ. They would tell you they feel like a son, but they would be scared to stand before the Father based on their behavioral merit. Mm-hmm. Because the pre- prevailing thought is that if I don't behave good enough, and I look at, and what would we do? What did John do, when, when, uh, or Peter do? When Jesus said to Peter, hey, Peter, uh, you're pretty much going to die for this. And, and Peter looks back and goes, well, what about John? Yeah. You know, immediately compare ourselves. Well, well, if I got to die, then what, what, what is John going to die? And he says, don't worry about John. I, that's between me and John. That's a separate thing. What Jesus was telling Peter, don't compare yourself to the other disciples. Yeah. Don't even compare yourself to Judas. Mm-hmm. Judas had his path. You have your path. It'd be like me saying, Alex, you have your path. Don't compare yourself to Nick's or your brother Tim Jr. Or, or, or to all of your sister, you have your path to walk on. And I think what believers have to come to is, one, the identity thing is settled. I'm a son of God. Mm-hmm. What I do is not to be compared to anyone else because God has set my path yeah, exactly. and I've been created to be the best for that path. Mm-hmm. I don't translate. Yeah. I don't translate to what God's called you to do. I don't mm-hmm. translate to what other people have called me to do. I've been called in the path. You know, another question you need to ask is who, uh, and, and this is incredible, maybe this will help us understand, who do perfect parents compare their children to? Who do perfect parents compare their children to? Uh, did you want to? Do you want to say something on that? I'm just reflecting. That'd be pretty messed up if they were. <laughs> if they're perfect parents, they aren't going to compare their kids yeah. to anyone else. Well, 
because their kids are perfect in their eyes. I mean, you, yeah. you think of parents, perfect parents think, well, my kids are wonderful. You see, you see in your kids things that most people can't see. How often would you have your parents say, if only you could see yourself through my eyes, yeah. right? In fact, if, 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 if you say there are parents, I'm sure they would say, well, I compare my kids. You say they compare their kids to the, the other kids, and they say, well, their kids behave in our stone, or their kids are smarter than our kids. And, and, and you would say if, if you had parents that said they compared them, their kids to other kids, you would say there was something wrong with the parents, not something wrong with the kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we would look at it and say, yeah, man, I just don't. But perfect parents are not going to compare their kids to other kids. Mm -hmm. That's a good thought. They're, gonna tr they're going to get their children to accomplish what they were created to accomplish. Mm -hmm. uh, another question to ask uh, about that is, who does your Heavenly Father compare you to? Who does your Heavenly Father compare you to? He's not comparing you to everyone else. Mm -hmm. He redeemed you. I, if you're redeemed, the thing he wants from you is your heart. Mm -hmm. And when you give him your heart, where your treasure is, there your heart, heart is also. Yeah. And your treasure is your time and your just your love and, and your what, what's most important to you is your treasure. If you give that to him, he's going to have your heart. Mm -hmm. And I think we what the enemy does is just distract us to try to get like the general John Q public to accept us and and to think we're we're doing really well compared to all of that that the lies out there rather than comparing our self to the truth of what God says. That's good. And the fourth question that I would ask is wh whose estimation of you should you believe yours or his? <laughs> Whose estimation of you should you believe, yours or his? Uh, if we're going to overcome the, the effects of comparison in our life, one, we need to understand how he sees us. Mm -hmm. uh, two prayers I've always said that the Lord will answer. One, Lord, who are you? Yeah. The Lord will, will answer that prayer in your life. You say, God, tell me who you are. Show me who you are. The second prayer is, Lord, who am I? Hmm. Show me who I am. And the Lord will show you who you are. Yeah. Uh, you were created in the image of God. Yeah. You were created with weaknesses and strength. Mm -hmm. You were created in the genius of a physical body that is far exceeds any technology we've ever created. Yeah. I mean, that just the incredible uh, detail of a physical body. Uh, you know, you, you begin to see what God has done in your life and you celebrate that, it begins to deal with how we, with this need to have to compare ourselves to everyone else. Imagine if you didn't have the weight of comparison operating in your life, what would that feel like? That's what everybody's jealous of. The people that they secretly judge there, and that's what I found. The people that are like free, like they don't have to do it. A lot of people tend to suppress those type of personalities because they're jealous that, you know, you got no restrictions. You just are, like, you don't, you honest, genuinely don't care. Like, that's not, they'll, they'll either write it off as pride or it's just foolishness. 
or like a lack of self-awareness or yeah but it's just like, you know you know what's funny though alex the the person that you're looking at that you're comparing yourself to that that is either superior to you or you see as being inferior they're looking in their own mirror yeah they're looking at their mirror and they're not content where they're at they're comparing themselves to everyone else it's like we're we're all we're all we're all doing the same thing yeah and we're all thinking people are thinking a different way than they're actually thinking yeah the effects of comparison and maybe you're in this trap right now you're in kind of the the web of comparison where you just like man i know i'm in it and i know i'm i'm struggling with depression or i'm struggling with discouragement um i've i'm in debt up to my eyeballs because i i thought i had to live like the joneses and and buy all the stuff because that was good because i i watched them i compared to myself to them and and i thought it was all the stuff or maybe i sold my soul to 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 go out and do all of this you know the parties and and do all of the things that i thought like uh, you know i i'm out dating people i shouldn't have been dating because i thought i compared and i it looked on the movies it looked like they were having it online it looks like they're so what's wrong with it and and there are things you know are not right like the holy spirit has told you that is not right and and one of them maybe maybe you're having sex outside of marriage and and the thing that has really opened that door for you is you've been watching all kinds of people around you. You know the Bible is clear on it. You know the Bible says don't do that. It will not go well with you. And yet you're being used by all of these men or women, and you're giving yourself to all of these people because you've compared yourself to other people that it appeared it looked great. It appeared like everything was going well for them and they're doing it. So then then it must be okay for me to go and do that. And you're discovering it's not the case. And 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 there maybe it's um maybe it's in your marriage and and you're compare you're on looking at everyone else's marriage and and i mean you've been just hard on your spouse because he's not living up to the image you're seeing uh on social media or online i i just want to tell you uh it's time to stop and if you're at a point right now where you're thinking to yourself boy i'm stuck in this web of comparison how do i get free the bible is very clear if you ask the Lord, mm-hmm. His Holy Spirit will come and begin to set you apart from that way of thinking. If it wasn't possible to think like the kingdom of God, He wouldn't have told us to do it. Yeah, He wouldn't have said, repent, change mm-hmm. the way you think, change the direction you're going. He wouldn't have said that if it wasn't possible to do. And He says He never tells us to do anything that we can't handle. Yeah. So if you can't handle it, he has a plan to do it in you. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to realize the only way we need to start being a bride, the body of Christ, sons and daughters of God, that start thinking like the kingdom and stop comparing yourself to everyone else. I, fi- I figured out a title for this podcast. Would you? What's do you know the what, title? Do you know what catfishing means? No. Yeah, there's There was a show on this. I think it was on MTV. But it'd be people with totally false, like either on, it mostly was on dating profiles, 
they have a picture that looked a lot better than, than they were in they. person. <laughs> they put they put a lot of makeup on or a lot of filters or, or just put a different person. Or it was a total yeah, it was a totally <laughs> different person. And so these people would meet yeah. and it would be like what one of them was a guy pretending to be a girl. He wasn't uh, attracted to men, but he for for whatever reason I think he found enjoyment out of like doing this and then he showed up and this guy was talking to a guy the whole time. And was so mad, and it was like, I think uh, this this title I think it's catfishing God. Like comparison, a uh, big issue of it. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna get to the end of your life and catfish God by putting a facade of all these different things that you do in front of people. Like the one who knows you the most loves you. That all these people, if they were to know some of those dark secrets and to see you without your quote-unquote makeup on, um, would they really love you? There's someone who knows the innermost, darkest secret, and he already paid for it, and he loves you. Like You can't catfish God because at the end of your life, you're going to be all exposed. Your ego is going to be laid aside, and it's going to be judged if you don't have the banner of Christ and, and, and Christ is not looking to condemn you, he's, he's, he gave you life and where you can approach the throne of God with boldness, it says, so why would you get in the rat race of trying to compare people and catfishing people when someone who knows you the most loves you? Like that, that's an incredible thought. You can't, you can't catfish God. And, and you said it yourself, how liberating it would feel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To not to not be impacted by comparison. I wish I struggle with that big time. You know yeah. that. Like I'm not even. I'm. I don't need to hide that from you. That's something that I struggle with. That comparison is a big. It's a big issue. Like and just like everybody else. Like I struggle with that. It's really hard. And I pray for that. I'm like God. I I don't. I want to more and more. I always. I'm always praying. Like God. I want to. I want to please you. Like I just want to know your thoughts and your heart. And I want, I want to just make you happy so bad. I want to tangibly know that, that you're just like smiling, like on what I'm doing. And like, like is, is what I'm doing right now dishonoring or is it a blessing to you? And I know something that dishonors him is comparing other people's blessings and not enjoying my own. Yeah. That he's given me, you know, there's a, in Psalms, um, there's a passage of scripture, you know, well, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, mm -hmm. right? And it says that all of your days are written in the book before one of them takes place. And there's an illustration I always bring up. Um, you know, if a, if a tissue box could talk mm -hmm. and that box said, I don't want to be a tissue box. And, and I said, but that's what you were created to be. Yeah. And he says, but you know, people who sneeze and they cough, those got the snot all over their hands. They touch me all the time because they're taking tissues out of me. And I'd rather be a pop machine. Mm -hmm. Well, t tissue box, you can't be a pop machine. Well, why not? Well, because first of all, you're, you're not cold. You can't keep the cans cold. Mm -hmm. Well, I like how it's lit up and it does, but you don't have lights. Yeah. You weren't created to be a pop machine. As long as we keep trying to fulfill what everyone else is, instead of discovering who God created us to be, when you discover who you were created to be, that you didn't have to be everyone else. So stop comparing yourself to everyone else. Be the best you. 
if, if that tissue box says, I refuse to dispense tissues, even though the creator made them perfectly for dispensing tissues, if that box says, I refuse to dispense tissues, you know what that box becomes? Hmm. Worthless. Yeah. That was the first message when I came to Bethel's Rock. Yeah. When I left a really cruddy situation, it was the purpose and identity thing. That was something that changed my, you know, repentance changed my thinking so I could accept yeah, and, the purpose. And, and if the greatest bit of arrogance, our greatest sense of arrogance is when we begin to despise what the Creator created in us. Yeah. That's not humility. No. Thinking less of myself is not humility. No. Thinking about myself less is humility. Yeah. But thinking less about yourself isn't. And when comparison gets you to think less of yourself, what you're insulting is the creator. And so it's not about thinking, you know, being okay with thinking, well, if I deal with comparison, then I'll just not think I'm as good as everyone else. Yeah. No, that's not what we're saying at all. That's, that's not, that is thinking as the world thinks, but that's not thinking with the mind of Christ. No. The mind of Christ says, I'm an incredible creation of God. But then it doesn't stop there. It says, you're an incredible creation of God. And we're part of the body of Christ. And you have a function and I have a function. And I'm going to do my function to the best of my ability. And you're going to do your different function to the best of your ability. And we're going to celebrate together. And I don't view you as being superior to you. And I don't view you as being inferior to you. That's how you know you've mastered comparison is when you view people around you in a manner where you don't see them as though I'm superior to them or I'm inferior to them. You're not pulling the tape measure out to measure how they fit compared to you. Yeah. That's when you've overcome it. So good. Well, guys, um, that was a lot. And there's a lot that I think you need to spend. Like I, I always tell like my small group, man, you can talk with God. If you're coming to me to try to hear from God, I'm not doing my job. And we're not doing our job as pastors correctly. That God wants to speak to you. He wants to be the person that speaks a life into your life. He doesn't, he's not, he's not waiting uh, for you to talk to someone else so he can talk to you. He wants to spend time with you now. Uh, but it's you taking that opportunity within some quiet time opening up scripture. How are you supposed to know what God thinks of you when you don't even read the gift that he's given you, which is a, a 66 book love letter written to you uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And it starts right there and start re like looking over the promises, looking over, you know, uh, the truth and identity and how it's wrapped in Christ and Romans and Galatians and there, there's so much in there. And if you're doing yourself a disservice, if you aren't taking that quiet time and waiting on what God wants to wants to speak to you, because he will. And when you, you pray that prayer, I, I, I've experienced that firsthand. God, who are you? Who am I? He'll answer you. You draw near to him. He'll draw near to you. And ultimately, you don't need the voice of another pastor. You don't need the voice of another crowd or, 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 or person that's, you know, speaking condemnation in your life or are you comparing yourself to other people? You need to hear the voice of God because that's going to produce assurance and you're building your house on rock and not of sand and when it's ever changing. So uh, I want you, we want you to do that. Spend time with God. Uh, 
enjoy the rest of you know your day wherever you're at right now you turning off this podcast put it into action stop listening to the voice of the enemy and start listening to god and then we will see you uh next week on the next episode